What if I told you that God could be seen in the most ordinary things every day? That if we just took a break from the busyness of our lives to just stop and look around, to consider the things that we encounter all the time and overlook, the lessons that we would learn from our children and in our homes, our families, what if I told you that everyday ordinary events could teach us extraordinary eternal truths? Would you believe me? Welcome back to all of our listeners. I'm BJ Sipe, and you're listening to the Set Your Mind Above podcast, where everyday ordinary events teach us extraordinary eternal truths. I'm so glad that you've tuned in today. And I'm excited to share my life and my faith with you, and I sure hope that you'll do the same with me along the way. At this point, if you've been listening regularly to the podcast over the past few months, you are well aware of all of the crazy health issues that we have had with our son. We've dealt with a broken leg, strep, infections, all kinds of stuff. The kid just can't seem to catch a break. Well, the saga continues. But in a way that nearly gave Kylie and I a heart attack last night and taking a trip to the emergency room at 2 a.m. But let's back up a little bit and give us some context. Last week, Dane developed a very high fever, up to about 103.5. And all we could come to a conclusion on with the doctors is that they thought it was some kind of a viral infection. As such, they prescribed him amoxicillin, and he has been taking that for the past five days and seemed to be doing just fine. Well, yesterday, he started developing rash-like bumps on his legs. As the day progressed, it started to spread across his chest, his arms, armpits, neck, face, head, ears, everywhere. We didn't really know what was going on, and our pediatrician was closed, the walk-in clinic was closed, and the urgent care had one nurse on duty with seven people ahead of us. We finally took him to see a dear friend who worships with us and is a nurse, Christy Lieber, who looked him over and was able to at least rule out several things to help put our mind at ease. Kylie left thinking that maybe it was chicken pox, but we just weren't sure yet. Thinking nothing of it, we gave him his medicine like he'd been taking and put him to bed. Well, around 1 a.m., he woke up, And when we went to get him, our hearts leapt right out of our chests. Our poor son's face was all distorted, his eyes nearly swollen shut and cheeks puffy. The rash now looked something like burns all over his body. It was horrifying. We immediately called my mother, who walked us through signs to look for if he was having difficulty breathing. Thankfully, he wasn't demonstrating any of those and appeared to be breathing okay, But that could change any minute. After he started vomiting, we decided that we were not going to wait around for the pediatrician in the morning. We needed to act now. We gave him Benadryl and Kylie took him to the emergency room where, thankfully, they got him right in. The doctor took one look at him and said, Oh, your son is having an allergic reaction to penicillin. We were dumbfounded. He had had amoxicillin before and had been just fine. But apparently, that's how the allergy develops. The first time is a very minor reaction. And we looked back and realized that the first time he had it, 
he had developed a small rash that we had chalked up to roseola. It's the next time that they take it, enter last night, that is a very serious reaction. The doctor told us that we were lucky that it was not an anaphylactic response, but that if he encountered penicillin again, it likely would be. So, our son is on super strength Benadryl for about a week as he recovers, but we are so grateful to God that it was not worse than it was. As I sat holding my son crying last night, I felt so hopeless. I mean, I couldn't do anything to help him, save use the EpiPen that we have at home for Ava's allergies if he stopped breathing. But as I sat there holding him, I just didn't know what to do. I couldn't make him more comfortable. I didn't know what was going on, and I couldn't stop the swelling. The only thing that I could do for him was to get him in the hands of someone who could. For all of you parents out there, you understand exactly what I mean when I say that there is nothing worse than watching your kids suffer and not being able to fix it. Since becoming a parent, I have a whole new appreciation for the love of my mom and my dad for me, because I feel that for my children. As a parent, you would do anything for your kids, and if we could, we would take the place of our children so that they wouldn't have to be in so much pain or hurt. To quote one of our elders, Charlie Ellis, parenting is not for the faint of heart. As it is, we cannot take the place of our children. We cannot take their sickness from them on ourselves, though because of our great love we would in a heartbeat. But as I thought about all of these things, I started to realize how much I was learning about the love of God last night. You see, while I cannot take the place of my children, that is exactly what the Lord did for every single one of us. I know that we have discussed this prophecy in the podcast before, but let's consider again Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 12. It reads, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, and yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgressions of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days, and the will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul he shall see and be satisfied. 
By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Every single one of us bears a much greater sickness than anything we could experience physically in our body, and that sickness is spiritual in nature. Because of our sin, every single one of us suffers and ultimately will suffer eternally if no one were to intercede on our behalf. And God, looking down upon us as our Father, despite our sinfulness, was moved by love to act. He could not bear to watch the situation that all of us have put ourselves in, and he decided to do something about it. We could not fix it, but God could. Out of his great love for us, Jesus took our place. He became sin who knew no sin, and he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was hung on the cross and pierced on account of our sin. While every single one of us should die in our sins and deserve death, Jesus stepped in and he took our place. We can now have hope and we can be healed of our sins because of what Jesus did for us. When I think about this, I often wonder, why? Why could God do this for me? Then I thought about my son. I would take his place in a heartbeat because he's my son. I love him. Well, how much more does our father love us? You see, while my son is innocent and merely suffering from an infirmity, we, on the contrary, are all guilty of selfish sin, and yet he takes our place. Father, we are so unworthy of your love, but we are eternally grateful. May we all, as humble children, devote ourselves to Jesus, who stepped in and did for us what we could never do for ourselves. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Tune in Tuesdays through Fridays as a new podcast episode will be uploaded each day. Also, be sure to follow the Facebook page for the Set Your Mind Above podcast for future announcements and video sessions. As you have the opportunity, share these thoughts with your friends and family, and share with me what important lessons you are learning from everyday, ordinary events. Until next time, know that I love you, that God loves you, and may we all, each and every day, set our minds above.